Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. It was a day when Rome ruled the world. Caesar Augustus seemed to control everything, including Israel, and Rome desired his census to be taken. All obeyed in order to keep the Pax Romana, the Roman peace. Yes, even in the Middle East of the first century, there was unprecedented peace and prosperity due to Roman rule. Though many wished for independence, they feared the sword of Caesar even more. It's not nearly as safe there 2,000 years after everyone was to return to their ancestral home to be counted. Before God created anything, he knew that to create humanity would mean that we would need a savior. God would have to come down and become one with us to live under his own law and then be crucified, die, rise, and ascend back to his throne. That is the good news. And history along with the Bible proclaimed Christ came to rescue his people from their sins. I'm Charles Morris, and we're in a Christmas series this week called The Many Names of Jesus. There are hundreds of names of God given in the Bible, Lion of Judah, Bright Morning Star, Emmanuel, which means God with us, I Am, Alpha and Omega, many, many others. And at Christmas time, we hear so many of the names of Jesus proclaimed in the songs we sing. And three that stand out so clearly are Savior, Messiah, and Lord. Stay with me. We're going to think about these titles. And we're also going to hear from a man who tried to save the life of someone. Sadly, all of his efforts were in vain. But the Lord taught him a precious lesson about Jesus being the true Savior of the world. I tried all sorts of things. The car had run up against some blackberry bushes, was up against a tree. There was just no way to access him. And I was about to go over the car from the back bumper. And the car just completely ignited. That's Dave Bagshaw. He'll be back with me in a moment to share his story. But before that, I'm curious what's pressing for you this week. He's making a list and checking it twice. A very revealing line from Santa Claus is coming to town. And in some ways, that's what's pressing on me and my to-do list this week. Getting Christmas gifts to my kids and grandkids who live on both coasts. And if that is something on your mind, getting Christmas presents to loved ones by the big holiday then I invite you to get in touch with us after the program for Christ-centered gifts for yourself, but more important, for those you love. And to get it before Christmas, you need to ask for expedited shipping. And I have two suggestions for you and your loved ones. First, the John Rutter Christmas album. We just heard some of Joy to the World from this album. It's full of 23 songs that'll lead you in worship this Christmas season. But second... We also have the Kingdom of God Bible Storybook set, two cloth-covered hardback books sharing Christ and all the scriptures for young and old alike. It comes in a well-made slipcase and includes 45 stories from the Old and New Testaments that all lead to Jesus. You can listen to samples from the John Rutter Christmas CD and look at sample pages from the Kingdom of God Bible Storybook set when you visit haventoday.org. Haven Today. and then make your gift. And don't forget to check expedited shipping if you want to make sure it gets to those you love and to yourself before Christmas. Or call us in a moment at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And thank you for remembering the All About Jesus program with your year-end giving. And as I've been sharing, giving has been very slow the last few months to a lot of Christian ministries. 
and we could really use your help by December 31st. If you're in the U.S. and have a retirement program or a donor-advised fund or appreciated stocks, there may be some better ways for you to give and help this Christ-centered ministry. Visit haventoday.org. Press the Give button and look at other ways to give. And if you're in Canada, give us a call for your options at 800-65-HAVEN. And now let's open this program with Sovereign Grace and the First Noel.
born as the king, also the first Noel, opening this haven today called The Many Names of Jesus. I'm Charles Morris. In a moment, we're going to look at Luke 2. We're going to think about the good news of great joy delivered to the shepherds long ago that a Savior had been born in Bethlehem. But first, I want you to hear a short story shared by a friend of mine, Dave Bagshaw. He lives in Canada. And one day, he drove upon a car accident, and he just knew he needed to help the driver who was in danger of losing his life. Dave shared his story with me while we were sitting in his camper on a rainy day in British Columbia a few days ago. It was uh, a day that I was driving home and noticed that there was a car that had driven off the road into the bushes uh, near where I live. And um, it, it looked strange, so I got out of my car, and, and it looked like it had, had just happened, and realized that there was somebody in the car. And uh, so I ran to see if I could help, but somebody behind me was shouting to not go near the car, that it was going to blow up, and that didn't make any sense to me, so I kept running and noticed that there was... a. Uh, a man in the car, and uh, so I opened the back door of the car, but smoke came out, and so I realized, oh, this is a this is not a good situation. And I was thinking of how do I get to the man? I I I couldn't actually reach him through the back door, and so I, the the front door was locked. Uh, I tried all sorts of things. The car had run up against some blackberry bushes, was up against a tree. There was just no way to access him, and I was about to go over the car from the back bumper, and the car just completely ignited And from the inside. Um, and I fell back from the flames and, and realized that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't save the man who was inside. It was... It was it was devastating for me. Um, I was very shaken, and there are many other things that happened afterwards. Um, one of the things I was asked was was why I couldn't save the man. There seemed to be time to save him, but everything seemed to be against me in rescuing him. Um, I came away from that with a just a. I guess a number of things to think about. Uh, real shock. Uh, I actually had difficulty driving my vehicle after that. There were there were times where I actually had to stop and get out of my vehicle because there was this unreasonable thought in my mind that my vehicle was going to catch fire. It was a, it was a very difficult couple of weeks. But one of the things that came out very strongly, there are things that we do in life to help others, to to save others. I think doctors feel like they're saving people some of the time, but. To think that in that situation I couldn't save that person was in, it was incredibly frustrating, and it made me think how how good it is to know somebody who can truly save people. It just it emphasized my love for Christ, who is a savior, and the thought of. Uh, being a part of bringing people to Christ and knowing that they can be saved by him became all the more exciting to me. It was, it was an amazing thing to be a part of Bible studies and realize that people's eyes are being opened to both what they need to be saved from and that there is one with enough power, strength, <laughs> and ability to actually save them. So... With that backdrop, what are you thinking about this year leading in 
to Christmas and celebrating the birth of Christ. At this time of year, you're preparing uh, in in church. You spend so much time thinking about the Savior and how he did the saving. He entered our world and he, uh, he, he broke through into our place of uh, such need. I mean, I had a wonderful time a couple of Christmases ago where I, I've always had the desire to be intentional about people who we have over to, to really focus on Christmas, not just have a good meal, share some presents and that sort of thing, but to really focus on Christ and who he is. And I remember I had a sister who uh, doesn't believe in, in Jesus as Savior. We had friends who were over a, a family who are very secular and my family who love Christ. And I, I just had an idea of how to, you know, get people focusing on Jesus, the Savior. And I, so I asked the question, I said, does anybody know who was involved in the Christmas story, in the biblical account. Did, can you name the names of all the people? And it was very fun to go around and, and, you know, people said, well, there were shepherds, there were angels, there was Mary, there was Joseph, there was... Uh, and then some people got that there was also you know, um, uh, John the Baptist and uh, Zechariah. And and then, you know, people started thinking, oh, there's this guy, Simeon, who who held Jesus in his arms. The, um, oh, yeah, there were the angels. who, and, and it just, it became quite exciting, I think, even for the people who didn't know the biblical account, to hear how many people were involved in this story of Christmas. And as I think about the Savior entering the world and affecting so many particularly unimportant people's lives, people who were poor, people who were in desperate situations— it, it was a wonderful thing to have all of my friends and family bring out uh, how, how far the reach was that Jesus was going to affect people's lives. And, and just the emphasis of him coming to save the whole world, that that's God's heart. I, I think Christmas is a time where we get the opportunity to think of uh, how unique this story that a Savior comes as a, as a baby and, and gives his life lays it down, doesn't use uh, the power that we think he would, and, and, and he actually does accomplish saving us from sin, saving us from death. As you think of Christ coming to save us from death, you reflect back on how you as a human being couldn't save in that instance another life, but yet Christ can. Just the whole thought of what I experienced there has helped me to not get into that mode where I'm almost being foolish and thinking I can save people. It's, it's I have to bring them to Christ. It's the real joy is not that I've got some ability to help people out. It's that I get, I get to be a part of bringing them to the person who I know can save them. He's, I, I know it because he's done it for me. I know it because he's done it for others who I love. I've seen the saving happen in their lives. And to actually bring people to meet the one who you know can say there's there's no question about it at all it is it's exhilarating it, and it's it's the thing that becomes what you want to do more than anything else in all of your life that's perfect thank you yeah. this is haven today and i'm charles morris thanks dave bagshaw taking the time to share with me this most amazing story it makes me think of luke chapter 2 a great reminder of the Savior born to us. In verse 10 and 11, three names of Jesus appear as the angel tells the shepherds about his birth. Remember when the angel appeared? 
Remember what he said? I'm bringing good news. Born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. There they are, three names of God. Coming from glory, a Savior, Sotar, the root word also from which we get salvation. Then the Greek word for Messiah, Christos, the anointed one. And then from on high, the Lord, the Greek word Kyrios, Savior, Messiah, Lord. Three powerful names of God for Christmas. But today I want to think about Jesus as our Savior. When the time was right, God arranged the familiar events of the Christmas story, that they would occur as he had prophesied. And the good news is the Savior has come. The Savior God repeatedly promised for thousands of years had arrived. Salvation had come. Everything changed that day. The Lord God himself is the Savior. God came down to earth to save his people. The angel told these shepherds to not be afraid, but rather to be filled with joy. And what a message for these lowly shepherds who often were the outcasts of Jewish society a Savior who had been born for the invisible ones of society, for the lowest castes of society. God had good news for them, and he has good news for you. And it is indeed good news of great joy. The angel was saying, the news I have for you is not small. It is great. It's enormous. It's beyond anything you can ever imagine. And it is of great joy. This is not news that will pass away. It will not affect you for a short time. It'll affect you for forever. In fact, all of history will be affected forever because of the news I have for you. It is good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And the news I have for you and the joy it will bring is not just for the Jews, it's for the Gentiles as well. It's for men and women, children, slave, free, educated, uneducated, rich, poor, Arab, Israeli, African, European, Islander, Asian, all people of every kind. But it first came to the lowly shepherds. What a reminder for us today. I'm curious if you've received the good news, which is of great joy. I distinguish between happiness and joy. Happiness is often a short-lived feeling. We're not always happy. And there are times when we do well not to be happy. Times when we are right to be sad or mad, I would not say I am happy when I am sad, but I would say I am joyful. I always have joy. Joy I consider to be an eternal state of solid, secure hopefulness. Joy is the belief that God is working all things together for the good of those who love him. Romans 8.28 Joy is knowing that the glory that is coming is greater than anything I may endure now. Romans 8, 18. Joy is the belief deep down in the very depths of who I am that Jesus is God the Savior for all those who believe in him. When that angel came with good news of great joy, he wasn't guaranteeing the shepherds a better life than the one they had. In this sense, they remained shepherds. They returned to their same life, the same status, the same jobs they had after they received the good news that's portrayed and explained in Luke 2.20. The promise of good news of great joy had to do with hope, with their eternity, with the way they lived now in the light of what would surely be. Well, the same is true today. 
Receiving the good news may change nothing about our job or our debts and just keep the list running, but the good news brings us hope. Hope about our eternity. Hope about the way we live now in the light of what will surely be. The shepherds returned to the same job, under the same conditions, working for the same people, but everything had changed. They had received the good news. The announcement of the good news had been made to them, shepherds. They had hurried to the place where God the Savior had been born, and they believed, and they were filled with hope and eternal joy, knowing that they were saved through this small child. They had faith and hope that he would save them and bring them into God's glory one day. Have you received the good news? Do you believe that Jesus is God, the only Savior who came to earth and lived and died and rose and ascended back to his throne? If you do, do you have this joy? Do you know in this good news, in the very depths of your being, that Christ has made you right with God, a son or a daughter of God, and you will be received into God's glory, along with the shepherds and all those who believe for all time? And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The angels returned to heaven. The shepherds went on to Bethlehem and saw the good news in the flesh, which the Lord had made known to them. They ran, they found Mary and Joseph, the baby lying in a manger, And when they saw him, they told Mary and Joseph that angels had come in the glory of God and told them that Jesus is the Christ, God the Savior, who would save anyone and everyone who believes in him, even shepherds. And everyone who heard what the shepherds said wondered what it might mean. But Mary, we're told, treasured these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, a program called The Mighty Names of Jesus. And that was John Rutter from his Christmas album and Shepherd's Pipe Carol. Christmas is less than two weeks away. And like I said, when our time began together, I'm still trying to check off some gifts on my to-do list. And I know you don't want to just send something that'll be forgotten. And you want to make sure that they get it by Christmas. So let me suggest a couple of unique presents that are Christ-centered for yourself as well as for those you love. First, the John Rutter Christmas album. We heard a couple of carols from this special album, 
23 carols in all that'll warm your heart this Christmas and point you to worship Christ. And second, we have the Kingdom of God Bible Storybook for your minimum gift to the ministry. Two cloth-covered hardback books sharing Christ in all the scripture from both the Old and New Testaments. Both books come in a special slipcase and are filled with 45 stories teaching about God's kingdom through illustrations and inspiring storytelling. And when you get in touch right now, I hope, let us know if you want it to arrive before Christmas. Make your gift and pay a little more by asking for expedited shipping. And we'll get it out ASAP with the hopes of getting it to you before the holiday arrives. We're answering our phones 24-7 this time of year, so call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or listen to samples from the album or look at illustrations from the books and make your gift when you visit us right now at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Things that should pop out to you sort of blend in when you know a story well. Take the Magi in the Christmas story. Ever stop to wonder who they really were, why they came, and why their story was even included in the account of Jesus' birth? Well, why they came is right there in the Gospel of Matthew. It says when they arrived, they asked King Herod, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Now, if that doesn't set you back, it should. The Magi were not Jews. They remind us that Christ was born not only King of the Jews, but as the rightful King over all people. Grow in your walk with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.